episode of Take Action. I am Pastor Keon Henderson, and thank you so much for being here. You know, I'm so excited about all of the feedback that we've been getting from all over the world, literally, about how these messages, how these talks, how to tackle the text, all that we've been doing, doing, I should say, during the pandemic, how much has been helping you. And thank you for that feedback, because we don't do this for us. We actually do it for you and we won't know if what we're doing works until you tell us so make sure that you're following us on instagram make sure you're letting all of your friends know to subscribe to our youtube channel um, and make sure that during these live sessions that you're texting tagging tweeting whatever you can do to let everybody know that there is something going forth that will change and alter the trajectory of your life now i want to always give you an opportunity to connect. We're, we're always doing great things here at Take Action. It's a nonprofit uh, that, that surrounds the matriculation of your success, what we can bring you to help scale who God created you to be, and through that, doing philanthropic things to make sure that we're not just a church inside of the walls, but the church has left the building, which is why we're doing many things. We're building a dream center here on the campus of our North location. And we're looking to help thousands and thousands and thousands of kids. And let me tell you, I wanna give a special thanks uh, to one of our donors, someone, I won't say their name because they don't want to be identified, but we just had a donor uh, to give $10,000 uh, towards programming of education for our youth here on our campus. And I wanna say thank you so much. Uh, you know who you are and I will keep your wishes by keeping you uh, anonymous. All of you all who want to partner with us, let me tell you, this is good ground. Uh, we do exactly what we say with what you give us to do it with. And if it means having programs uh, for our school age kids, if it means providing daycare uh, here on our campus at Abbey Preparatory Academy, if it means taking our children on field trips and teaching them about aviation, if it means building the park that we're building there on the island of Anguilla for the kids who are in such need. And if it means doing things right here at home uh, with our basketball facilities that we've just opened with locker rooms and uh, having events uh, at no cost for children. Or if it was like our summit that we did um, with uh, Twitter for all of the different things that we've done uh, for gaming and coding and electronics. It's just been a blessing, and uh, it is our partners like you that continue to help us to do so. Feeding the poor with our anti-hunger campaign and giving clothes away. It's just because of people like you, and so please download the Givelify app. Find us on Givelify. Uh, they're putting all of the instructions up on how you can help us to continue to take this gospel message throughout the world and to be a blessing and not just to be a place of worship but to be a place of work. Also, as you begin to study with me today, do me a favor. Don't try to remember this one. I need you to get some sort of notepad, some sort of technology, because you're going to need, you're going to need to document this information today. I'm talking 
about the balanced believer. How many of you know you're out of balance? You know, when your body is not balanced, when there is uh, no alkaline, as, as, as they put it, uh, uh, alkalinity that's present in our bodies and uh, when there's a high acidic nature to our cell uh, structure and our composition, uh, without that balance, that's where disease lives. Uh, they say that cancer cannot live uh, in a balanced environment, an alkaline environment. So if there is uh, the presence of cancer in the body, there is uh, the more than likely some sort of acidic nature there. There are just so many things uh, that, that, that balance will prevent, right? If you, if you don't have your balance, then you can't walk without falling. If, 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 if your house isn't balanced, uh, then you may be uh, too much parent and, and not enough loved one or, or, or too much disciplinarian and, and, and not enough fun. Just, just balance. Everything's better when it's balanced. Not enough salt makes it bland. Too much salt makes it salty. Just want to bring balance to your business, balance to your marriage, balance to your life, balance to your company, and balance to your faith. And I want you to look in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 7, where the Bible says that Paul, the writer, describes his relationship to the church in the same way that a mother would describe her relationship with her child. Do you get that? That Paul describes his relationship in the same terms that a mother would describe her relationship with her child. But by the time you get down to verse number 11, listen to this, he paints a different picture of his ministry with the church. Now, by the time you get to verse number 11, he goes from talking about nursing like a mother, uh, now he's talking about the role of a father. And in the same chapter, he switches roles. And I want to talk to you today because some of you have a duality inside of you that sometimes your mood or your frustration or your current state of life can disturb. I want to talk to you about when it's a time for you to be a mentor and when is there a time for you to be a nurturer. When, when as a business owner, as a pastor, as a leader, as a mother, as a provider, that sometimes you have to coddle the business, the family, the relationship like a mother, and then other times you got to push it like a daddy, that you have to be both and. And, and what God is saying um, that, that sometimes life will, will coddle you and other times life will spank you. Raise your virtual hand if you've been in the good and the bad times, that, that sometimes you feel like you can overcome anything, and, and sometimes you're so overwhelmed you don't know if you can come out of the house. Um, sometimes life will caress you, and other times it will correct you. Um, for the pastor who's watching, sometimes the church will be packed, and, and then there will be times uh, where you're wondering even if God called you to preach in the first place. Sometimes you got the business and you got customers everywhere and other times you're wondering if anybody even knows you're open. It's, it's the both and, the yin and the yang, the up and the down, uh, and both of them 
are God's way of balancing you. I want you to go get a battery if you can right now without disturbing this message. Maybe there's a battery in your nightstand. Maybe there's a battery uh, in, in, in the closet. Maybe there's a battery. I don't know where, where you keep them. But when you take that battery out, whether it's a triple A, double A, C battery, D battery, I want you to look at the top and the bottom, and it will have a plus on one side and a minus on the other. Do you see that? It doesn't matter if it's Duracell, Energizer, or the cheap batteries that came in the remote when you bought it, the ones that's going to be dead in three weeks anyway. I want you to look at it. And it doesn't matter if, if, you, if you will mix the Duracell with the Energizer, which I won't do. I got to make sure all my batteries match, unless I'm in a tight spot. There's a plus and a minus on the battery. The battery is saying to you, I'm balanced. I've got plus and minus. I've got negativity and positivity. And as a result of that balance, then I'm able to produce power. You're not powerful when you're unbalanced. You have no energy when you're unbalanced. You cannot endure when you're unbalanced. When you're unbalanced, you're moody and you go off on people. When you're unbalanced, you have no patience. When you're unbalanced, you have zero to little understanding. When you're unbalanced, you're difficult to work with. You're difficult to deal with. And here it is. Let me tell you, your loved ones can't, but I can tell you that when you're unbalanced, you are difficult to love. And I want to help you bring balance to life. I want you to bring balance to your life. Paul is saying, listen, that life is a ministry and sometimes it's a mother and it will rock you to sleep at night. But sometimes it's a father who's drilling you at the court saying one more shot. It's both. And in order to succeed, you have to understand that you and life both will take on the role of both the villain and the victor. That you will have moments in the valley of the shadow of death and you will also have uh, mountaintop experiences. And sometimes God will send you a nurturer in your life. And then he'll turn around and turn the nurturer into a mentor and they are not the same. You know, a lot of people ask for mentors these days. A mentor is not somebody who will agree with you at every step and every turn. A mentor is somebody who will look you in the face and say, I know what your goal is and you're not headed in the right direction. That's what a good mentor will do. And but you can't be so much nurturer that you're not mentor. Can't be so much mentor that you're not a nurturer. Let's look at it in the scripture. Look at verse number 11 and we see how this this fatherly ministry of Paul is function. I want you to look at it. First, Paul The Bible says, exhorted the people. Please hear me because we're almost done. You're going to miss it if you're not with me already. He says, Paul exhorted the people. Now, this word exhorted is a Greek word, parakaleo. All right. So just keep that in mind. He 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 exhorted the people. Next, the Bible says that Paul comforted the people. So at first he gives them a word and then he comforts them, which is the Greek word, paramotheomai, which means this. Listen to this. He goes from telling them 
exhorting them. He goes from comforting them. The final thing he does is he charges them. I want you to paint this picture in your mind. So he parakaleos them. He parathuomized them. And then lastly, which is the word charge, it's a Greek word, which when you put them all together, all three of these words mean something different, but they are equally important. And if you miss this, you will miss one of the greatest discoveries that I have ever made in my study of the Bible. That every time you see somebody being responsible, you more than likely see them being blessed, even in the midst of turmoil. Do you remember seeing the father whose daughter was sick, but he actually left to go get Jesus and said, I don't know what these disciples are doing, but I need you to come see about my child. Look at him being a responsible father who results in the healing of his daughter. Whether it's the woman through the issue, with the issue of blood who was pressing through the crowd, seeking to touch the hem of his garment, being responsible for her own deliverance. I'm wondering how many people I'm talking to who have put your well-being in somebody else's hands. And how many of you all are unbalanced because somebody wasn't nice to you? Unbalanced because somebody didn't text you. Unbalanced because you expected a call from somebody you didn't get a call from. See, balance is, is my responsibility. Balance is an inside job. I should not rely on somebody else's external stimuli to determine whether or not I'm going to meet the challenges of today with a balanced attitude. I want everybody to type in the comment section, find balance. Find balance. And most of you cannot find balance because you have unbalanced people hanging on you. And the unbalanced people are bringing you down. You have read enough books to be up. You've heard enough sermons to be up. You've listened to enough TED Talks to be up. You've listened to enough podcasts to be up. But you're still down because you're catering to people who love down and when you should be mentor, you're being nurturer. And when you should be nurturer, you're being mentor. You, you got to be mother and father. You got to understand. And if you watched our last episode of our podcast, when I interviewed Dr. Lewis, what you will see is she said that we should be feeding people out of our saucer and not out of our cup. How many of you are unbalanced because you gave somebody else what was meant for you? I want you to find your balance. I want you to find your balance. Christian people, find your balance. Everything you do can't be church. You can't date somebody new and your first five dates is in the sanctuary. You got to go to a restaurant and listen to some live music and let them know that you can be saved and silly at the same time. I'm talking to balanced people. I'm talking to people who want to find balance. Some business owners never go to the business. You hear people talking about, I own a company. When is the last time you stopped by the office? Balanced. 
You have to work sometimes. Some pastors never go to the office. You have to go to the office to offset what you do in the pulpit. You've got to go to the, to the business to offset what you sent in the email. You have to have the ability to respond. You have to be balanced. If you spank the child for getting it wrong, you have to praise them for getting it right. You have to be balanced. One of the ways you know something loves you is its response to you. How do you know your dog loves you when you walk in the house? The tail is wagging. The tongue is out. It's wagging back and forth. Why? Excited to see you. The ability to respond. How many of you would love a dog that looked at you when you walked in the door? Well, some of y'all might have a dog that just looks up and looks down. But what did you do to the dog that took away its ability to respond? And I'm not talking about dogs that are elderly and sick. I'm talking about young and their prime dogs. When you spend time with the dog, it always responds to you. The ability to respond. I call you and you don't respond to me. What you're actually saying is, I don't feel responsible for you. I, I, I don't have the ability to respond to you. And I was just sharing with the group not too long ago, nobody's too busy to call you back within a certain time frame. Some of you all are unbalanced because you are giving all you have and you're not giving any of what they have in return. Some of you all are loving people that don't love you back. Some of you all like people who are not interested in you. Some of you all are pushing yourself on people who've already showed you that they have no intentions and you're unbalanced because you envision math in your head. One plus one equals two. And they're thinking one minus one equals not you. You've got to be balanced. You've got to be balanced. You got to show up for yourself. You are important enough for people to respond to. And when you require response ability, you'd better give it because in this day and time, in this scriptural day and time, one thing is for sure, we absolutely reap what we sow. You have to be balanced. In verse 12, Paul says that you would walk worthy of God. He says, I want you to walk worthy of God. His desire was to see the people of God walk with God, listen to me, no matter what they had going on. I want to talk to people because if you've been listening to us over the last 34, 35 weeks, if you apply everything that I've taught you, there ain't nothing outside of your reach. You're getting ready to walk into a season where you're going to be able to buy whatever you want to buy, live wherever you want to live. You're so smooth and so cold, you're going to be able to date whoever you want to date. Like you're a unicorn. It ain't really much like you. Like you, you got the spirit and the support. You got the intellect and the ideas. All, all, you all that. The, the, the truth is, is you are. You're the handiwork of God. He created you. You've got gifts and talents that nobody else has. If you really, really enact everything that he put inside of you, you could turn this world upside down. They'll be saying your name in other countries. They'll know you across the water wherever you are. But Paul warns, he says, listen to me. Don't get that big blessing and lose your balance. Have you ever met somebody that when God starts to give them what they've been praying for, they forget about the God that gave it to them? 
Have you ever saw somebody, they were so broke that they went to church every Sunday, but now they got a little change. They're acting strange. Have you ever seen anybody when they needed a car, they were at the altar, and now that they got a new car, they're at the beach on Sunday? He said, don't get brand new. Don't let my God show up for you and you forget about him. I want you to walk worthy. I want you to, I want you to desire God no matter what he's blessed you with. That's a word for somebody. And I want to show you the word walk refers to stability or the ongoing of a relationship. Paul is saying that the best way for you to continue to be blessed and balanced is that you continue to provide the stability necessary to keep you and God on the same wavelength that you were on when you were struggling and in need. Now that you are blessed, you can't pray less. Now that you have the job that, that, that you've been praying for, you can't forget about God. You got to stay balanced. You got to stay even. Paul wanted to make sure that the believers in that day and in this day and time are able to maintain their walk with God, even if their net worth is higher than it used to be. Can you worship God with a million dollars in the bank the way you did when you owed your creditors? Do, will you still have the same spiritual hunger when you have no debt that you had when your student loans were knocking you upside the head? And, and, and by the way, will you still be writing affirmations on your mirror with, with markers after you get a man like you were before you had one? And before your wife becomes that virtuous woman that you've been praying about, will you still, my brother, be seeking God the same way you were when you were lonely and by yourself? Because this stuff, this place that we live, it's not our home. You don't want God to have to flip the script because the good Lord gave it. And he taketh away. Look at, his, look at how balanced he is. He gives and he takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just because your career takes off don't mean you have to. We need, we need more humble millionaires, not less. We need more doctors who believe in Jesus, not less. We need more lawyers who used to be Sunday school teachers, not less. We, we, we need more business owners who recognize the Sabbath and keep it holy, not less. You know, people always say they want Chick-fil-A to be open on Sunday. Chick-fil-A has a mantra. They will not. They don't care how hungry you are on Sunday. They're closed. Why? Because it is a company founded on belief. And they haven't gotten so rich. You've never heard them say, oh, we did 16 billion this year. We're going to open on Sunday so it can be 17. Because they, listen, opening on Sunday could be against the very thing that holds them where they are. Do you understand about, do you understand what I'm saying to you? Balance. Don't walk away from God because you're doing good. Just because you got money in the bank or the relationship you wanted or the clothes you've been praying for, all of the car you've been praying for, you've got to make sure that you stay balanced. Look at verse 19 and 20. Paul summed up his greatest work in this textbook, this chapter, by concluding, for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing or not even eat in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ 
at his coming. What can we conclude from what Paul just said? What can we deduce from what Paul said? More than anything, Paul desires that we maintain our relationship with God no matter what. You have to find a way to give God your heart. If you got $10 in the bank and you still got to be able to shout and run around the church or in your living room, if you got 10 million, nothing gives God, nothing gave Paul and nothing gives me more satisfaction than seeing people who are doing better in life, still keeping the faith. Can I tell you? There is nothing, nothing. The higher you go, the more variations of Christianity you will see, the more variations of Christianity you will hear. And you need to make sure that as you enter a world of unbalance, that you enter it balanced enough to keep your most holy faith. Don't become so rich that you go bankrupt inside. Are you with me? And if you are, and I pray that you are, if you are already where you want to be, I pray that you will say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes to what you're calling me to be. And I know for sure that the Holy Spirit will give you the strength, the wisdom, and the power to become what he's created you to be. I want you to have a confession, and I'm getting ready to give you a confession that will help you to always stay focused on how to keep God at the center of your life no matter what the external circumstances are. I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to rewind this and write it down word for word because I want you to make this a part of your confession. I want you to say, I confess I have the wisdom from God and the Holy Spirit enough to help me to become who I was created to be. I find great pleasure in serving while I struggle knowing I will succeed in the end. I pray that the ministry of the Holy Ghost will cause me to be a vessel that blessings can freely flow through. Not just for me, but also that I may be a blessing to those who are connected to me spiritually, physically, and emotionally. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. I want you to put that as a part of your daily confession. And I pray that God will stir your heart as you ponder the need for the importance of knowing when you should be a nurturer or when you should be mentoring all of the people that God puts in your path. I want you to be thankful. We are thankful, God, that we are Christian leaders, mothers, fathers, loved ones. And we thank you that you've sent people to mentor us because we are not here on our own. 
We are here because you loved us enough to send us help. We thank God for our pastors, our leaders, our bishops, our teachers who corrected us at the right times, mentor, and who loved us at other times, nurturer. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would send people who can add value to our lives and send us out to add value to others. You can trust us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hope that lesson helps you today, that you would find your fit, that you would find your balance, that you would find your center, because God has great work for you. Somebody just type, he's doing a great work in me. He's doing a great work in you. Be not weary in your well-doing, for you will reap a harvest if you faint not. Please don't forget to partner with us as we go out the world, throughout the world, seeking to help people and to bring the gospel into the most far places and foreign places from where we are here in Houston, Texas. Our ministry, by the grace of God, has reached across the continent of Africa and into Europe and to Asia and to Australia and, and to Canada and to Mexico, all of the different places that God has allowed us to do ministry. We thank you so much, whether you're on the Gold Coast there in Ghana or whether you're right here in Galveston, right here in Texas. We appreciate you for your attention and for your assistance in helping us to scale the gospel all over the world. They're putting the giving link up right now. Download Givelify if you don't have it. Make sure you click the Take Action link, and we're going to continue to make a big difference for Jesus. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you.